Camp Fear, the podcast, is a PTL Books and Pathological Inc. production. Hello, campers. Welcome to Camp Fear, where you bring your fears and leave in tears. Now, come closer. No, closer still. Yeah, stay warm here by the fire. I want to tell you a story. You like stories, don't you? I love stories. Do you know what makes the best kinds of stories? The ones that are true. And I only tell true stories. So listen up, because today I'm going to tell you a story about basements. Basements are dark, scary places, especially the corners. Estella would do anything to stay out of her basement, because there are ghosts down there. Everyone says that she's just being silly. There are no such things as ghosts. But she knows better. Because she's seen one. And she doesn't ever want to see another. You're going to want to huddle together, campers. Because this true story I call Walkie Talkie is guaranteed to send a shiver up your spine. Part 1 Basement. No, Mom! No, please! Don't make me go down there! I give my mom the puppy dog eyes, but for some reason it doesn't work today. Estella, you're getting too old for this. I look at my mom and force my eyes even wider. Mom, please! Please! I'm begging you! For a second, it looks like my mom is about to break that she won't make me go down there. But then she presses her lips together so tightly that tiny wrinkles form around her mouth. No, I'm not doing this, not today. I need your help. Besides, you're getting too old to be scared of the dark. It's not the dark, Mom. I don't care about the dark. I like the dark. It's the- Ghosts. My mom rolls her eyes and I just stare at her. I've told you so many times that there's no such thing as ghosts. Everyone knows that ghosts don't exist. I- Estella, no. I can't do this anymore. Please clean the basement. I grind my teeth, set my jaw, and cross my arms over my chest. Don't grind your teeth, Estella. You know what the dentist said. I don't reply. I want to say something. I want to say something that will get me in trouble. But I don't. I turn around, tuck my chin to my chest, and walk towards the basement. I'll show her. I'll show my mom that I'm not afraid. I make every step deliberate, one foot in front of the other, swinging my hips as I do knowing that my mom is watching me walk away. We don't live in a big house, so it will only take me about 10 steps to get to the basement door. The first step is a big one. The second one makes an equally loud bang, as does the third. The fourth, not so much. The fifth, I can barely hear. My mom is right, of course. I don't hate the basement because of the dark. I hate it because of the ghosts. Everyone knows that ghosts like dark places. Cold places. Scary places. And there's no place darker or colder or scarier than my basement. I've only been down there three times in my whole life. The first two times, my mom made me get something from the freezer. I don't think I've ever run that fast before. I ran so fast that no ghost was able to catch me. 
Maybe they didn't even see me. The third time? Well, that was the worst. The absolute worst. Mom made me go to the basement to find an old shirt or something. She told me that it was right near the stairs, but it wasn't. It was in the corner. And there was something else in that corner. Something that looked like it had a face. But it wasn't a normal face. The face had no eyes. It was a ghost, and it nearly got me. Estella, hurry up. We have something to do after lunch. I'm not missing it, and neither are you. I touch the doorknob and immediately pull my hand back. It's freezing. What are we doing today? I turn to look at my mom and see sadness in her eyes. Mom? I'll tell you later. Just stop stalling. Please, I need some alone time. Just clean the basement, like I've asked you for the hundredth time. My jaw still clenched. I grab the cold handle and pull the door wide open. And then I stare into the darkness. I don't want to go down there. I would do anything not to go downstairs. I would give away my favorite teddy bear. I'd give away all my teddy bears. I'd donate my left arm not to go into the basement, but I don't have a choice. Of course, the first wooden step that I stand on creaks. Basement steps always creak. Because basements are cold and scary and dark and creaky. I reach up and turn on the light switch. And for one terrifying moment, it doesn't go on. Because lights never work in a basement either. But after a small flicker, the bare ball below me starts to glow. And my chest, which has been incredibly tight, starts to loosen a little bit. There's no such thing as ghosts. There's no such thing as ghosts. There is no such thing as ghosts. Clutching the railing tightly, I head deeper into the basement. It's a complete and total mess. Of course it is. Because basements are scary and dark and cold and creaky and messy. That's just what a basement is. Everyone knows that. Hurry up, Estella! Grunting, I finally step onto solid ground and check the corners. All but one of the corners. I don't look behind me and to the left because that's a corner I saw the ghost in. By cleaning the basement, my mom means picking up all my toys. I can do this in 10 minutes, I tell myself. I just have to move fast. Very fast. So fast that no ghost can get me. After a deep breath, I hurry to my toys. I grab my teddy bear in one hand and a Barbie doll in another and then I glance around for a box. This, as it turns out, is a terrible, awful mistake because my eyes accidentally fall on the corner of the basement, the corner behind me and to the left. The ghost is still there. And why wouldn't it be? This is a basement after all. My blood turns cold and I scream. Part two, ghosts. Estella? Estella? My mom comes running down the stairs so fast that she nearly trips and falls. Estella? But I barely notice because my eyes are locked on the ghost in the corner of the basement. My mom's eyes follow my finger and then she freezes too. I want to tell her to go back upstairs to save herself, but I can't speak. Terror grips me from my tongue to my toes, 
the ghost is here in the basement with me, and there's no way out. My mom clears her throat, then actually starts moving toward the ghost. What is she doing? Has she gone completely mad? It certainly looks that way, given how she roots through the stacks of clothes that cover the ghost's body. At any moment, I expect the ghost to grab her, suck her soul, or drag her to wherever it came from. But it doesn't. The ghost appears to be as frozen as I am. Are ghosts afraid of humans? My terrified mind starts to wonder. Are we ghosts to them? I watch as my mom does the impossible. She grabs the ghost by the throat and then yanks it forward. Before I can even start to understand what's happening, she's running towards me, holding the ghost out in front of her. No, no, please, no! Estella, open your eyes. I don't listen. In fact, I do the opposite. I close my eyes as tightly as possible. Open your eyes! My mom's shout is so loud that I have no choice but to listen. It's over for me anyways. The ghost has escaped from my mom's death grip and will soon touch me. And everyone knows that if a ghost touches you, that's it. It's all over. Except when I open my eyes, I'm not staring at a ghost. I'm staring at a white face that doesn't have any eyes, but it's not a ghost. It's a dummy. My mom's voice is distant now, even though she's standing only a few inches in front of me. It is a dummy, I realize. A dummy wearing some sort of flannel vest that looks like it's straight out of the 1980s. My face turns bright red as my mom drops the dummy on the floor and places her hands on her hips. Of all days, Estella, of all days. My mom removes one hand from her hip and points to the corner of the room where the ghost had been lying. Because of your silliness, not only do I want you to pick up your toys, but I want you to fold the laundry before you come upstairs, too. I'm too embarrassed now to complain. I understand. Good. My mom shakes her head in disapproval before heading up the creaky stairs and back to her safe kitchen. When she's gone, I stare at the dummy. Then I kick it. Stupid dummy. I can't believe that I was so scared of the thing. It makes me wonder which of us is the real dummy. Finally able to breathe, I walk over to the pile of clothes and begin folding the laundry. I stay focused on my task and avoid looking in the other corners of the basement. Just because there was a dummy in this corner doesn't mean that there aren't any ghosts in the others. I'm about halfway done folding when I notice something near the bottom of the pile. No, not a ghost. Nothing like a ghost. It's a walkie-talkie. Weird. I haven't seen this in years. At one point it had been new, back when my dad gave it to me for Christmas years ago. But now it's heavy and old. I glance around but don't see the other one anywhere. Then I hold it in my palm for a moment and stare out the red button on the side. Pressing it probably won't do anything, but can anyone really look at a button and not press it? Besides, what's the worst that can happen? I lick my lips and press the button. Nothing happens. There's no burst of static, no hum of electricity. There's nothing. Gaining courage now, 
I press the button again, and this time I say hello. Still nothing. I shrug and put it on the ground while I go back to folding what's left of the laundry. I'm almost done when I hear something. A crinkly sound, like someone crumpling a sheet of paper. I'm not sure where it's coming from, but my eyes are drawn to my walkie-talkie. And when I hear the voice coming out of it, I once again freeze. Uh, hello? Anybody out there? It's a voice I recognize. It's my dad's voice. Hello? His voice is muffled, but it's definitely him. Hello? I finally manage to pick up the device and press the button. Dad? I let go of the button and wait for a reply. Estella? Is that you? So great to hear your voice. I smile and press the button again. It is me. Dad, how are you? I'm... I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm in the basement folding laundry. My dad must have heard something in my voice because he says, You're not still afraid of ghosts, are you? Because everyone knows that ghosts don't exist. I know, I know, but it's just... I hear the basement door start to open. Estella? My mom yells down to me. Estella, your lunch is ready. I'm about to tell her what I've found when my dad whispers to me through the walkie-talkie. It's probably best not to tell mom about this. Not yet, anyway. Estella? Yeah, I'll be right there. And then to my dad, I say, I'll be right back. I set the walkie-talkie on the ground, finish folding the last shirt, and start towards the stairs. I don't look in the other corners, but to be safe, to make sure I'm not spooked again, I grab the dummy that I had kicked and bring it upstairs with me. And I run, just in case there are ghosts close behind me. Hey campers, it's P.T. Logan, the writer and creator of Camp Fear. And I'm here with... Abby Logan, the soothing voice you hear. Each Camp Fear episode takes between 20 and 30 hours to make, from writing, to recording, to mastering. If you're enjoying this story and want to continue hearing more stories, please consider supporting the show. You can do this by heading to www.patreon.com slash campfearpodcast. With your parents' permission, of course. By supporting the show, you not only ensure that we'll continue to make more episodes, but you'll also get special perks. Like ad-free episodes, so you don't have to hear my dad's voice again. One more time, that's www.patreon.com slash campfearpodcast. See you there, campers! Part 3. Walkie-talkie. Pickles and cream cheese. There's no better sandwich on earth than pickles and cream cheese. My mom is a lot of things, but a good cook isn't one of them. But anybody can make pickles and cream cheese sandwiches. That's part of the beauty of it. The beauty is in its simplicity. I eat quickly because it's good, but also because I want to go back downstairs and talk to dad again. All done. My mom looks at me strangely. You're in a good mood. I'm just happy that I can help out. That's all. 
My mom stares at me for a moment longer, then looks over at the dummy that I brought upstairs and sat in the seat next to me. Why did you bring that up here anyway? I look at the dummy. I'm not really sure why I brought it upstairs. I don't know. My mom grunts. The vest the dummy is wearing belongs to my dad, and I reach over and remove it from the dummy and slip it on. It's too big, of course, but it's comfortable and it smells like him. Can I wear it? Sure, I don't see why not. I rub the fabric with my fingers, enjoying how soft it is. Can I go back down to the basement? I finished folding the laundry, but I still have some toys to put away. My mom's mouth falls open and she dramatically pushes her chin back up to close it. I laugh. I haven't seen her do this in a long time. You, Estella, want to go down to the basement? I don't really want to go down there. I just want to use the walkie-talkie again. Yeah, sure. I thought you were afraid of the basement. The dark. No, no, not the dark. Ghosts. Aren't you afraid of the ghosts down there? I shrug. Not anymore. My mom smiles at me and then hugs me. I hug her back. Good, because everyone knows that ghosts don't exist. Yeah, I pull back. Well, can I go down there? My mom, still a little confused by my sudden change in attitude, takes a moment before replying. Okay. She says, and then looks at the clock. Oh, shoot, actually, we have to go. Go where? To visit Dad, sweetie. Her eyes drift to the vest I'm wearing. You know what? I think you should keep that on. I rub the fabric again, this time with both hands. I think I will. It's sunny and warm out. The vest traps the heat, and it makes me sweat a little, but I don't mind. I look over at my mom and see that she's crying. Not sobbing, but there are tears on her cheeks. You okay, mom? Yeah, I'm okay. There's a bouquet of flowers in her hands. A dozen white daisies. They're pretty and she holds them out for me. Do you want to do the honors? Sure. I take the flowers from my mom and walk towards a tall gray stone. I set them on the grass, leaning them up against it. I can't believe it's been a year already. I stare at the stone and flowers but say nothing. I miss him. I miss him too. My mom wraps her arms around my shoulders and gently pulls me away from the stone. Let's go, sweetie. As we walk back towards our car, I glance over my shoulder one last time and stare at my dad's grave. I wasn't lying when I said I missed him, except I missed him a whole lot more yesterday than today. I'm walking quickly now, in front of my mom by at least five feet. I can't wait to get back to the basement to the walkie-talkie, to my dad. I'm not scared anymore because everyone knows that ghosts don't exist. Ah, basements. Basements by themselves aren't scary. It's what's hiding in the corners that you should be afraid of. But as Estella found out, sometimes the ghosts that you're afraid of aren't the ones that really matter. 
Sometimes the ones that matter, you can't see. You can only hear. Heed this warning, campers. Be careful when you press the button on a walkie-talkie and say hello. Because you never know who might answer. Maybe it'll be me. Oh, come on, you must know my name by now. Don't you? Keep those lines of communication open and join me next week. If you dare. Camp Fear, where you bring your fears and leave in tears. Camp Fear, the podcast, is a PTL Books and Pathological Inc. production. Story and audio editing by Patrick Logan. Vocals by Abby Logan. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to wherever you're listening to make sure you don't miss an episode. Campers, you can also email host at campfearpodcast.com and share your worst fear. You never know, one day you might be featured in your very own Camp Fear story. You can also visit our website, www.campfearpodcast.com to get your own Camp Fear merchandise and to grab the Camp Fear books. Copyright Patrick Logan, 2021. All rights reserved. Uh, uh, Hello? Anybody out there?